This episode was recorded on September 29th, 2020. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the comic panel, your Fairbanks radio show for all things comics. I'm Cody. I'm Taylon. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Today we're going to be talking about Saga of the Swamp Thing uh, by Alan Moore and uh, illustrated by Stephen Bissetti and John Tolfrin. Am I getting that right? Probably. Um, yeah, and this is part of our... Uh, part of our October... Um, horror-themed, spooky uh, collection of books. Um, if you're new to the show, um, our show is uh, basically we read a comic each week and discuss it, and occasionally we talk about news and other things related to comic book media. Um, yeah, this week I chose Swamp Thing, um, it's, you know, one of, you know, uh, on, a, on the top list of a lot of, uh, comic book, you know, uh, favorites lists, especially for American comic book horror and stuff like that. Um, written by Alan Moore, who's like, you know, very prolific in the, in the American comic scene. Um, and, you know, I've always just wanted to read it. I tried reading it once in a collected edition. I think it was a slightly different one than the one that we read this time, because I think that it had the issue right before Alan Moore joined. So it was like issue 19 instead of issue 20. And like, so basically it was, it was hard. It was really hard to read the first issue. So I didn't finish it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so that's basically, um, that is why I chose the book. And yeah, so, um, what'd you guys think just in general? We'll, we'll get into the meat of it in a little bit, but. I thought it was good. I liked all the stuff with, like, that had Swamp Thing in it, but like the side characters other than like uh, Jason Woodrue kind of fell flat for me. Because like, I don't know who any of them are. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of dysfunctional couples wandering throughout the story. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean, I would say that there's like probably only a handful of like, you know, basically the story is only about Swamp Thing, um, you know, a.k.a. Uh, Alec Holland, but not. Um, and then uh, Abigail Cable. She, well, first her name was Abigail Arcane, but she gets married, so Abigail Cable. And Matthew Cable. I think that those are, like, only, like, you know, and then there are some side 
yeah, side characters mostly is after that. Um, but you know, there's a couple in the beginning, and they like don't show up again. That really. Oh, is that right? Dennis and Liz Tremaine. Oh, I didn't. I guess I didn't really remember them very much. Oh, good. Dennis Um, Barkley. Oh, yeah, there they are. I guess I kind of... I thought they were married as well. No. (laughs) I mean, there's the whole thing in the beginning. (laughs) That's her name, right? Liz is like, Mm. leave me. Like, I don't think we can make something out of this. And Dennis is like, but we just did it. (laughs) In my world, they say, he caught feelings. Yeah, I oh wow! I'm surprised that they just don't show up again. I'm like, who are those people? They Sorry, what was you, you going to say? Oh, I was going to say I just I mixed them up for Abigail and Cable, like, or I mean oh, Abigail yeah. and Matthew Cable. Well, that's like yeah, they were they show up first, and then Abigail, and then I'm like, wow, another dysfunctional couple, <laughs> yeah. which is where like starting to pick up. Well, they they show up again like. <laughs> I think issue two, where they go to the hotel. That's but that's it, right? Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really weird. Liz Tremaine was huh. so I kept comparing this to the DC Universe show because that's the only other Swamp thing that I know of. And so I was like, mm-hmm. Liz Tremaine was much more involved in that show than in this comic. There's actually quite a few like small differences that make it kind of weird to watch the show and then read the comic. But like, ironically, or not ironically, but like, different than sometimes there's some people would say, ah, I read the book and then watched the movie, or watched the movie and then read the book, but ruined one of the other things. For me, it's like I watch the TV show and watch the book, and I love them both. So I'm like. Oh really? I, I I I before I read this, I tried to watch the TV show and like it just it didn't work for me at all, oh, okay. you know? And and I really I really wanted to like it too, but it was just like not that interesting. <laughs> and I think that that's because like maybe I should have given it more than an episode chance, but I feel like the pilot episode was really long too. Yeah. But what? you know, it's they didn't even thing. introduce Swamp Thing, you know, in the first episode. Like he like I think he appears at the very end, but that's not an introduction. That's like a cameo. Well, I mean, they introduce Alec Holland. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Um, but then again, Swamp Thing isn't Alice yes. Holland, so. I mean, he kinda <laughs> is. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess it depends on like how you define consciousness. Uh-huh. Sometimes it, it feels very much like uh, the cyberpunk thing, where like I have an artificial body now. Am I really me? Uh-huh. And then like they grapple with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, after some quick Googling, I discovered why there might be so many dysfunctional couples. Uh, This seems to have been published uh, at the same time towards the end of Alan Moore's first marriage. So (laughs) maybe that's got something to do with it. 
Perhaps. Oh, I'm reading a book right now about writers and how they like uh, put themselves in their writing. And mm-hmm. the one lady said this really memorable quote of like, pretty much all your work is autobiographical. Just some people are better at hiding. Oh man, I didn't know you That's were supposed funny. to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, going back to the the original couple, sorry, I really am not going to be able to remember their name. Did they... I think that they... Yeah, okay, what happens to them? I'm so confused right now. Because it looks like their, their hotel room explodes, right? Yes. Yeah, but they're not in it. Yeah, yeah that, like that one dude who I thought was like an FBI agent. He's like, I'll take that key for you, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> just like, what? I guess the 80s were just like that. People were just able to steal your hotel key from you. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a motel in the middle of a swamp or whatever. And this dude just like scrolls in. Like, yeah. I really don't feel like there's that many people staying there. No, no, that's what we call chivalrous. <laughs> yeah. He's just taking uh, her property. That's not very chivalrous. <laughs> well, no, you went. You I walked totally into understand. an exploding building for her. He didn't know it was going to explode. He doesn't get the credit for that. Okay, like, no, no, I totally, I totally understand what he's trying to do. I still think it's stupid, but mm. I don't understand where he came from. He's just like. Just came out of nowhere. He yeah. walked into the room and was like, oh, I'll take that key. <laughs> Unless you are employed by the hotel, I don't want you to, like, have a hold of my luggage. Like, that's my stuff. Mm-hmm. I- I'm sure people were a lot yeah. more trusting in the 70s. That's why you had because so many serial stupid. killers back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, that yeah. was the same time when they're like, yeah, you can let your ch- children go with strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your kids could just be out all day and then you wouldn't know anything was wrong until they didn't come home. Mm-hmm. Also, also, this isn't the 70s. This is 1984, I think. Oh, okay. Fine. Orwell Still bad. Fine. I'm going to say still bad. <laughs> yeah, still bad. Um, yeah, I think that basically... My understanding without looking it up is that the two, um, the, the couple, um, at the beginning, you know, basically they are part, part of the loose ends that, you know, Alan Moore had to pick up from the last writer. It's like, nah, I don't really care about these people. (laughs) Gotta, gotta write them out. (laughs) Maybe. Is my that's but my best didn't guess. Even write them out. I mean, like I'm fine with that. Whatever, because that is a weird thing to end on for your issue run is two characters hooking up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like, I I don't think did he actually write them out? Yeah, I, I don't just, know. I think the story was, hey, you're supposed to meet me, and then somebody else met him, and then he was like, oh yeah, I forgot that they were. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's saving them for later. Maybe that's the that's the easiest way to write them out is to not write them out. It's just be like, <laughs> I mean, all I needed was a panel of them seeing like the the FBI or whoever they are. I can't remember now. The 
the government force. Sunderland. Like, and being like, oh man, yes, Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh man, don't want to get involved in this. And then that's it. But. Yeah. Also, also am I wrong I that they hooked up after crashing their car? Yeah, this will look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot because all their windows are like, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Like, how romantic. We were, we were stuck here together in this car, and it was really warm out. It's a swamp. No, no, it was cold. <laughs> oh, I thought you said it was warm. Yeah. No, I was making a joke. It was cold. Yeah, like, it's... And they had to but that's, there. like, the typical joke is that, yeah, like, you get... But, yeah, it's definitely just a car wreck in a swamp, uh-huh. which I can't imagine, like, gets you just, like, raring to go. <laughs> Very Resident yeah. Evil 7. Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah, it's like, so, a bunch of people just walking through a swamp. Get, I've never no. been, like, maybe it's just, like, I've never seen, like, a for real swamp, but I've also never been gripped by the need to go out and just walk in a swamp. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, you've it's never had weird. a pen turn into a swamp thing. Yeah, but still, though, I feel like that's the end of the friendship. <laughs> it's like, if I have to go out to a swamp to see you, like, that's just... Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we'll we'll get to that, because I, I have some things to say about that relationship. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I'm sorry. Jake just said his friend would turn into a swamp thing and he'd say we're done being friends. I... Because of the swamp. <laughs> like, if <laughs> you cannot be in the swamp, that's fine. But, like, if I have to go but, to a swamp but he to hang out? But he a swamp thing. It's not his fault. I, I think... Wasn't he trying to make the more general statement that if you live near a swamp or force him to be near a swamp, you're not friends with him anymore? Like, I'm just not about the swamp life. Okay. You just have to visit the swamp life. How how much are you visiting your friends, really? Now? Not very often. I guess I could be friends with somebody with a swamp now. But, like... Yeah, what if they have... Maybe they have good internet connections. can connection overlook the, the differences. <laughs> Yeah. But, like, it's, if I, like, let's say, like, we're going out for, like, the hangout, go see a movie. Like, if you bring the swamp with you, that's also a problem. <laughs> like, if you can't hang out without, like, smelling like a swamp, then there's a problem. Gotcha. Man, I do now need, like, a Chip Zardinsky written swamp thing that's, like, a comedy book. And, like, you know, they just, like, try to take him to the movies. And it's, like, horrible because nobody can see past all his foliage. (laughs) Okay, um, actually, one of the things that came up when I was reading this is the design for the swamp thing is, um, well, it isn't. But I've read a comic that's probably, uh, what's the word, a hope, a homage? An homage. Homage. Homage, um, homage yes. yeah, yeah. Homage to H, the Swamp Thing's design in like the face, oh. like that kind of face mm, he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's by Casey Green, Graveyard Keeper, I think it is. It's a comedy one, <laughs> but like the main character looks like a skeleton version of the Swamp Thing, and he has to oh, do that's... hell and everything. It's very cute. And wait, wait, also a comic book, right? I got a video game. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah, he made it. No, it's a it's a web comic, so you can probably read it online. Oh, okay. <sighs> but yeah, Casey Green, anything by him is great, though. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, that I for a second I thought you were going to talk about Marvel's uh, man thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah that's they a basically weird... like you know. <laughs> Yeah, basically that the, the the quick on that character is uh he's, you know, a swamp thing ripoff, but uh anybody who knows fear burns at the sight of swamp thing. So or man thing. <laughs> it or man thing, you're right. Yeah, sorry. The man thing. So like as long as you are afraid uh you will burn oh, okay. when you're around. Is that like the whole deal? Like, was it a person at some point? Was it, or is it just like a bunch uh, of magic roots? Like, what's the? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know about Man Thing other than that. And I just remember, like, you know, he he was like saving a lady once, and then like she she like you know was unconscious and regained consciousness, and then she like screamed and then lit on fire. It's just like yeah, like that's scary. <laughs> Like, that's all I've seen of Man-Thing, is, like, other characters saying, all those who know fear burn at the touch of Man-Thing. But it's like, what's the deal with that? Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. It's like, people just say it like it's a thing, like it's, like, an Arby's slogan or something. It's like, you can't just say that. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that it's written somewhere. I just don't know enough about the character. But yeah, it, it, he was he was created during Marvel's like more um, uh, satire works when they like created Howard the Duck and uh, started like you know had had other stuff like that. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but anyway, so back to Swamp Thing after the man thing tangent um yeah so basically at the, at the beginning of this story he is here he believes himself to be the scientist alec holland who was um he died in an explosion while he was working on a special kind of basically fertilizer for like you know to increase crop yield um and the explosion tossed him into the swamp with the um, the special fertilizer. And then that, you know, mixed with his body in the swamp, created him into the swamp thing. A being who is made out of plant matter, basically. And he can, like, you know, reattach limbs and... Uh, probably Does he have any Rival plant control or is that just... Oh yeah. Well, I that, we got get that later. He doesn't over, like, know that swamp in the plants. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he I feel like controls, he can. Uh, okay. Um, Maybe not like yeah. in this specifically, but that's that we been talking about earlier. Before. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I, I was just saying that. Uh, then there's the couple that we were talking about earlier. Um, oh, no, I, I was referring to Jake. Dennis and... Oh, sorry. Oh, um, like, plant control. It's, like, it may not be in this, but, like, it's been part of his powers before. He's kind of like, and this is going to be weird to say, 
but kind of like a male poison ivy, but without mm. all the poison, like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've gotcha. they've um they've connected those characters before. They've they've interacted. Yeah. Oh, um, like the Har- was the Harley Quinn movie. The animated Harley Quinn movie. Harley Sorry. Quinn movie? Sorry. The animated Harley Quinn oh, movie. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it was oh, animated. Gotcha, okay. gotcha. Yes. He's like, yeah, I hadn't seen right. Birds of Prey, but that would be a weird term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Poison Ivy wasn't even in that movie, much less Swamp <laughs> Thing. Like, <laughs> I really liked that movie. I would know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then we get the introduction. Okay, so he, yeah, he probably. Oh, were you going back to the story? No, go. Yeah, yeah, I was. So we get the introduction of. Go ahead. You... Dennis Barclay and Liz Tremaine. She kind of wakes up and she's like, mm-hmm. "Great, this guy." I'm a. Oh man, he's still here. Yeah. He didn't leave. And, <laughs> and so they they start walking, and he's like, "Oh man, you know, my aunt has this like really cool." Uh, house we should go visit her and uh you know i i just imagine all these things for us yada 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 and she's like uh yeah about that i don't i don't want to meet your yeah, family much less be with wanna... you it's it is a I, lot to we're, dump on we're somebody too, we're just after too dangerous around each other like oh you know, it's too much. She didn't say that. <laughs> she was like, we'll be, she's like, we barely get along. The only reason we get along is like, there's a bunch of horrible stuff that keeps happening yeah. to us. That's why we keep staying together. Mm-hmm. Like if we're somewhere nice and peaceful, we won't last like one month. Yeah. Which she's probably right. I mean, yeah. I have no idea. Cause I don't know who Dennis is. I mean, he like yeah. Dennis is the least uh, developed character. I mean, they do have a very telling moment later when the whole escape the hotel mm. motel. Gotcha. Yeah, so he walks off. It's true, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then in the next issue, we're back to Swamp Thing. He has a lot of monologue points, but, you know, he does interact, so this is better than Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he's, you know, basically kind of considering whether the world has a place for him, you know, because he's kind of a shadowy monster and, uh, you know, but now like the world is brightening up more and more. And so like, you know, the, the darkness is being shut out. There's not as many shadows to hide in. And so maybe it's time for Swamp Thing to end. And this seems like kind of like almost like a a meta commentary, like, you know, maybe people like, you know, people are tired of reading Swamp Thing. Maybe it's time for Swamp Thing to end. Um, But then it's like, no, there's there's still more. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that later. But, you know, it uh, that is something that he's contemplating, though. Meanwhile, there's a private slash military operation going on trying to um 
basically get to the swamp thing and capture him. Um, from from the rest of the and, comic, I think pretty good to assume that they work for Sun. Okay. Yeah, when, when I first read it, yeah, when I first read it, I like assumed they were just government in yeah. general, but like, you know, it seems to all go back to Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we get, well, for the first time in this book, I think that they were, you know, characters throughout the series. We get introduced to um, Matt and Abby. Um, what was, I think it said it at the beginning, but I forgot at this point. What is Abby's um, connection to Swamp Thing? She's a botanist or she like she wrote a book for sure about him i think or something related to no him. that was tremaine oh At abby i got was just a friend or maybe mm-hmm. co-workers okay well. okay i really thought she wrote a book hmm. i thought that she, they said something about her childhood, and so I thought that she, like, you know, knew the swamp thing when she was a kid or something. Well, she talked she, about being bullied as a kid for her white hair. She, she mm. might have mm-hmm. been in this town growing up. Yeah. That, that might make sense. Um, yeah. And then... Ah, uh, yep, okay. <laughs> I I saw that coming. I just looked up her name and uh when I when I looked up Abby Arcane, it did not come up with Abby Cable mm-hmm. and it didn't come up with Abby Arcane either. <laughs> and so gotcha. I'm like, I won't I won't spoil it until we talk about this part, but I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um okay. anyway. Um but basically I don't know what part you're talking um, about. Cause I want uh, I'm just talking about I, I was just what? talking about specifically uh Abby and Swamp Things general relationship, I guess. Oh, okay. So so from the beginning of this comic, we didn't touch on uh Swamp Thing was looking for this dude, this arch nemesis. And his name was mm, Arcane. Mm-hmm. And I believe that ma- that these are, I believe that makes him like the grandfather of Abby. I am, I am assuming. I don't think he's her father. Wait, say say that again. Arcane. I'm confused. The, Arcane mm-hmm. is the skeleton. Oh, oh, that, that guy. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Yes. I I believe he's the grandfather you are, of Abby. Yeah, you were probably right about that. Yeah. And I, I, I started looking at her Wikipedia page. Um actually I think she is or he is the father. Um later Abby's father oh. is confronted by her oh, her uncle, actually. Her uncle who wants to teach her mm. the evil magical ways of the arcane bloodline. Gregory forbids oh, okay. Abby to cooperate with Anton. Um, when Abby refuses to do Arcane's bidding, he ousts her from Castle Arcane and vows someday to destroy her and the entire village. 
Not taking his threat seriously, Abby begins to live in her own clinic. However, when Gregory rushes home to save Abby from certain danger, he wanders through the forest into a forbidden mine field and steps on a landmine. When Abby believes her father dead and herself an orphan, Anton secretly reconstructs Gregory as the hideous unman, known only as the Patchwork Man. <laughs> um, why do they have why does DC have not Frankenstein in because they have actual Frankenstein in like their comics collection so why have a bunch of like not Frankenmen also know, why is it that everybody who lives in a castle is a bad guy why isn't there like one philanthropist who lives in a castle cause like wait oh uh, I guess it's a mansion what was your question, Jake? Like, why isn't there one philanthropist who lives in a castle? Like, it's always Dr. Frankenstein or Count Dracula. It's a bunch of bad guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think... Well, no, we won't, we won't get into that. But I basically suffice it to say, I think that that's probably because, like, philanthropy is in general a kind of, like newer conception and those are some older stories and generally when you hoard the or hoarded the wealth it's because you didn't earn it <laughs> yeah i guess but still like I'm, I'm just gonna say like i would hang out with somebody in a castle before i would hang out with somebody in a swamp <laughs> bringing well, it back around <laughs> Uh, says that, I think that says more about you than about people who live in castles or swamps. Yeah, that, that's some elitist mindset right there. <laughs> Maybe it does. I'm not saying reinstall serfdom. I'm just saying <laughs> castles look cool. I'm going to say cooler than a swamp. Mm. Mm. Yes. Revolt castles for the people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Abby has like the longest biography ever. And she's not even like 18 by the time that most of this happens. Wait, what? She's yeah. not 18? Not, well, no, in this story, she's 18. But she oh. has a lot of build up until she's oh. 18. Like gotcha. when, she's, when she's 17 is when she meets Matt for the first time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's healthy. <laughs> you know what was weird? The is that Matt and Abby weren't even dating, let alone married in the show. They were, they were like, pretty oh, estranged. Also, like, her... So what was their relationship? They were just friends that weren't great friends? You know, it's the usual guy had a crush, but he didn't say anything. Comes back home years later, and trying to get something. Like, oh. oh. Is it... Isn't he an American government agent? I mean, maybe people in the, the government reason. are allowed to love. Not in the show. <laughs> so I'm just like imagining some like like FBI agent just no. like. Oh man! Oh man! Oh. I don't know how to that confess my feelings to this 17 year old. <laughs> no, actually, in the show, she's not 17. She's like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would hope oh, yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, but ah, they chose to keep man. certain things like that. So I, I also, because I, I had my suspicions about um, who Matthew Cable is, and um, 
he appears in Sandman, but that's later in his story because Sandman's a 90s story and this is from the mm. 80s. But, mm. um, but yeah, basically his deal, which, yeah, I guess, you know, that's something that I wish, you know, certain comics would, you know, have caught up on sooner, but they, they do it a lot now in modern books. But like, I just want to know who everybody is and not have to worry about back issues and stuff uh, and like just filling in the holes. Literally cause... all Matt does in these issues is drink and fantasize very vividly. Yeah. Well, well, he also mm. makes a deal. Well, that's true. I mean, that was, that part was really funny where he's like, I'm going to drive now after drinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell happened? Oh, man. I, I, the line was like, it makes you more uh, get up and go, but it doesn't make you any less drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he finally got the courage to go after her, and then he crashes mm-hmm. his car. <laughs> anyway, that's later yeah. in the story. Um, but yeah, ba- basically, though, his his origin is that he was a government agent assigned to protect Alec and Linda Holland while they worked on the bio-restorative formula. Basically, the fertilizer stuff. Um, yeah, and then since then, he's been connected to the Swamp Thing in that, you know, I don't know. But in this in this particular book, he's kind of interested in leaving it. He's all like, "Okay, I'm done with the swamp thing," but Abigail is not done with him. It's, um, wait, so my question is, how did they get so close, or um, Abby and Alec? Like, because in the show, uh, well, it was, it. I don't think there was even enough time for them to explain how close they were. Or he died. Like I mean, mm-hmm. I can tell you what the Wikipedia page says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that her father and the swamp thing fight over her. Oh. Oh. Okay. She like, basically, I guess, like her father. She thinks her father's, you know, her father, the patchwork man. So I guess he's not really her father anymore. As much consciousness, whatever. Yeah. Like takes her and then the swamp thing saves her but because she's such an empath abby is like i can tell they both don't mean me no harm so stop fighting you guys and yeah wait that's how they met is that how they met it i think pretty much like he was saving her oh huh. that's yeah that's yeah, even yeah, weird swamp thing's weirder <laughs> yeah swamp thing saves abby from the patchwork man um and meanwhile, uh, Matthew Cable is trying to hunt down Swamp Thing. Um, I, I guess so... I should say also that uh, her uncle, the one who's done most of the horrible things in her life and caused a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. and then, you know, who made her father into the patchwork man, he also helped the Swamp Thing. So that's how the Swamp Thing kind of came into oh, it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Not just, like, randomly running into mm-hmm. each other. Man, that, that, that's even weirder, because... That makes the show make sense. There's there's a lot. There's a werewolf apparently, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm re- literally reading this at the same rate you are, <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> well, like I I read most of it, and it's just like I don't feel like most of this is relevant 
Abby yeah. really loves the swamp, though, when she meets it for the first time. They, they mm-hmm. come to Louisiana, uh, Abby and Matt, in 1974, and she's like, I love this swamp. This swamp is great. Mm. Mm. Yeah, basically... <laughs> Prehistoric it... conquer worms. <laughs> Did you read that part? Wait, which part? The political extremist... I can't remember what his oh. name Zachary, and his group, the, the prehistoric worms or something <laughs> no i did not read that yet but that's hilarious okay, but like i could totally summarize the swamp thing go for it well i just mean like the story that we read because like i mm-hmm. mean most of this section is centered around freaking so like we said like what's his face dennis and liz just like or liza um just like walk out of the story like they go back to their motel or whatever and is it liz Liz, she's like oh i need the hotel key that one dude walks in and is like Mm -hmm. i'll take that i'll help you miss Mm -hmm. and then like walks over to her hotel room opens it and like as she's like what the heck who is that dude and also she's still listening to like the lady at the front desk who's like, oh, yeah, some of your friends came by and asked for your hotel room key mm-hmm. while you weren't here. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Well, they so said they knew you. That? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, so, you know, obviously she's like, something's up, but she's also, like, torn between the two things. And as soon as that dude opens her hotel room, it explodes. Mm-hmm. It just freaking, that flash yeah. of light was crazy. Yep. And um, so, yeah, Liz and Dennis just, like, run off. And that scene is, like, so telling of Dennis. Because Dennis is like, oh, man, so Liz doesn't think we should be together because there's so many scary things that are oh. happening. That's the only oh. reason we're together. But it's going to run out, right? That's what she said. And then he's like, uh, yeah, all we have in common is the horror in our lives, Dennis. That's what she said. But maybe horror was all it took. Maybe they didn't need anything else to make it work. Like, he's like, we're going to have plenty of horror in our lives, so we're going to stick together forever. It, it, Just it, so long as they never ran out of horrors. It, it almost sounded but like he I, would force the horrors onto her. That's literally the thing. Like, next thing, he's like, she leans against him, scared, vulnerable, the way a woman should be. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like, lost it when I read that part. <laughs> so, like... That was the first moment where I was like, screenshot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Dennis, what I don't think that you on? want this relationship for a good reason. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. What, what but, page I mean, is that they on? They just literally walk out of the story there, right? Uh, it's pretty early on. I don't know which page it is. I have 15? 20. Or 28. Yeah, 28. 28 okay. or 15. It says 20 at the top, it says 15 at the bottom, so it's useful. Mm, mm-hmm. No, that's all right. <laughs> okay. But, but, I mean, they literally just walk out of the story then, so, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then this whole section, I guess, is pretty much about, you know, these military forces <clears throat> tracking down the swamp thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the swamp mm-hmm. thing just got done with this big battle with arcane who i guess is abby's uncle mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. like he said the swamp thing lost his humanity unwillingly while arcane lost his humanity willingly like he gave it up because he wanted more 
So, you know, he lost a kinship with someone who probably wasn't too great anyway. <laughs> yeah. They, and, then... and meanwhile, he's... So, like, like you were saying, the whole metaphorical thing of, like, he's running out of shadows to hide in while physically they're, they've got these huge searchlights set up, like, in a perim- mm-hmm. perimeter around the forest or whatever. So, like, he has... Once he gets to that perimeter, they have snipers aimed and ready. And meanwhile, they have people with fire flamethrowers, like, doing a clean sweep of the forest swamp. Yeah. I imagined a wall of light all around. That that's wow. pretty much what they tried to do, and it worked pretty well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's able to like he he thinks of what is it? he thinks of the ants ants overtaking a beetle is something he saw the other day, and literally that's what's happening to him. Like he can deal yeah. with one or two of these guys with flamethrowers, but they're really once they catch wind of him, they're all coming towards him. And then he runs into the wall of light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we get the next issue, which is probably by far my favorite issue. I, I would have to say, like, I really, when when I saw, um, why what can't think, Jason Woodrow, I was like, yeah. Let's get going. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no idea who he is. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. He seems like an interesting person. Yeah. I mean, did we say yet that uh, once the Swamp Thing runs into the Wall of Light, he gets shot up by the snipers? Mm. Yeah. No, no we that's not. probably important to mention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, we got him, boys. Mm. Take him home. <laughs> and then... It's dead. Then the next issue is called the anatomy lesson, which yeah. I, I so I, I'll say um, if we're lining up this uh, this uh, part of the story with the TV show, this is actually pretty close to the end of the show. Hmm. The end of the show or the end of like the season? Well, I mean the show the show was canceled, so pretty much yeah. All right. <laughs> Yes, yes, the boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> that probably, that, I bet they probably spent most of season one then trying to like incorporate all of like, you know, the, the, whatever the creators deemed important parts of Swamp Thing's mm-hmm. history. And then they were all like, okay, season two is going to be basically Alan Moore's stuff. Oh. <laughs> and then it was like, Canceled. Yeah, you, you, you made me realize um, there's a character in the show that is totally not in this comic, but he reminds me very much of Etrigan. I think that is the parallel there. Wait, there, there's a character in the show you said that's yeah. like him? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. It, it like him in, in that, like, how he just, how he shows up is right in the middle of something between Swamp Thing and some of the... Mm-hmm. Man, this... It's it's really interesting, because this whole issue is about, you know, cutting open the Swamp Thing and whatever. And that really reminded me of um, that one manga, Blade of the Immortal, which is really horror and gory, I would say. 
like where this whole section where they're like, hmm, we have an immortal person. Let's try cutting them open and seeing what it's like. Gotcha. And there's a lot of worms involved too, <laughs> which is really interesting. And I think these were made around the same time. Oh. Huh. I wonder That's who stole from who. <laughs> yeah, so well, Jason Woods really is a no botanist. Stealing, but... Oh, okay. So Jason yeah. Woodsrew is a botanist who um, the Sunderland Corporation got out of jail. And he's there to examine the body of the Swamp Thing. Uh, I'm not exactly sure to what end on Sunderland's part. I don't know if he was still trying to figure out that fertilizer. Um, but Sunderland was like, all right, Examine the swamp thing. So, mm -hmm. um, the the issue kind of opens up with him in the future, recounting what happened leading up, and so he examines the swamp thing, and for a few weeks he gets nothing, like the, there's no new information. So Sunderland is growing impatient, and he's like, they'd go on these long walks. And at the end of these walks, he would turn to me and he's like, you don't get it finished. Sending him. Yeah, back to jail. Mm -hmm. And so we also get a, a hint of introduction to his, I guess, alter ego, the Floronic Man. Love that name. Uh, but it's like Floronic Man to me sounds like somebody who would like shoot heat waves out of his hands, but that's definitely not what he does. That's yeah, not what I would think. I was. I just thought of like I, fluorescent light. Like mm -hmm. I said, I didn't know who he was, so I was just like, is he just really bright? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. See, I, I nope. thought of fluoride. <laughs> oh. And so I was all like, like, you know, I was all like, oh, well, you know, like the or fluorine can be dangerous. You know, that's a, that's a chemical. Just and desperately like, searching for or, his villain power. Yeah. He's like, right, I got a name. Uh, I just got to figure out what power is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, or maybe maybe he's an even worse villain than this. And he's like. Uh, a dentist villain. Oh, like a gorilla Fluoride. dentist. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. They just but... call him Teeth Man, then. <laughs> you would think, yeah. Or Fluoride Man, I guess. But yeah, I mean, like, I when I heard Jason Woodrow, I obviously pinged uh, Batman and Robin, which is, oh, yeah. I guess... Oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Where he was the, like, uh, Poison Ivy in that movie was working under him. And basically, the accident that happened... Well, actually, it wasn't an accident. Jason Woodrue killed Uma Thurman because she was going to expose all of his criminal activities. Not as the Floronic Man, just as a bad botanist. <laughs> What kind of crimes was he committing? I haven't seen that movie in a um, while. Human testing. Uh, something something to do with the cartels, the I think, because they were in, like, Costa Centava or, like, the weird, like, not Cuba 
that's in DC Comics. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Coro Maltese. Okay. Yeah, one of those. I think that's their not um not um Morocco or wherever um, like the race scene in Iron Man Two happened. <laughs> I think that's somewhere else. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Gosh. Yeah, Jason. There were a lot of. Someday I'm gonna have. In that movie, created the the Venom formula that Bane uses. Mm. Oh yeah, I think he also did that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a bad movie. Don't watch it. I mean, watch it because it's kind of campy and kind of fun, but it's also bad. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Thank you for listening. You can catch us on Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, The People's Radio. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Comic Panel. It's comic time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore comic underscore panel or like our facebook page at it's comic time have a great rest of your day